0: I really regret not being this open, of course I couldn't, when I was a teenager. I wish I didn't care about mm. what people think of me, but of course that's a process. You mm-hmm. know, this, this social um, pressure, like in the religious area, I was out of it. But in the way I behaved myself, and if we connected to sexuality and discovering yourself and dating, yeah, it was still very there yeah because i was always feeling i'm doing something wrong this is not good what are my parents going to think of me always having these thoughts in the back of my mind if Mm.
1: i'm like the guilt shame guilt exactly oh hey there folks welcome back to body and wine podcast on this episode we get back to our conversation with my wonderfully strong and wise friend sylvie We jump into liberation theology in South America and Palestine, and transition into how theology and moralist views are impacting policy decisions on abortion in Latin America. How does the personal impact the political? We laugh and learn through chats on pleasure, orgasm, and dancing. All this and more, here and now, on Body and Wine. Please. We're so hungry.
0: We're hungry for more.
1: The body of those listening is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and together we desire and agree that it is in good health. I was in university and I started learning about uh, liberation theology. Mm-hmm. And liberation theology coming from South America also being. Have you heard of an organization called Sabil? No. Oh my gosh. So Sabil is like, it's this really cool organization here in Palestine. And they're Christian Palestinian mm-hmm. based in East Jerusalem. They're essentially like, it was started by this amazing man, theologian Naeem Mateek. Mm hmm. Now, I say he's from Nazareth, but I don't know. I think that's maybe where his family fled. So he grew up and he realized during some of his time in church that what he was learning in church from a Mm -hmm. Palestinian Christian church in Nazareth was Zionist theology. And Mm -hmm. they weren't calling it Zionist theology, Mm -hmm. but he was like, what? Why are we Mm -hmm. learning Zionist theology? like Christianity, that doesn't make sense this Mm -hmm. is the land of Christianity this kind of like British then US rule Mm -hmm. of Israel came during this period of our lifetime, we shouldn't be Mm -hmm. learning Zionist theology and so over time for him he then started to really look at the Bible uh, and learned Mm -hmm. a lot from liberation theology Mm -hmm. and then was basically like we need liberation theology for Palestine. Mm. And so he did a lot of incredible work over the last mm-hmm. like, 30, 40 years to kind of develop Palestinian liberation theology mm-hmm. and reclaim uh, Christianity in a lot of ways from Zionism. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but they're really wonderful. They do a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, it's like peace theology and some really incredible activism. They do. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I have heard of liberation theology. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, I was making like some research for my thesis and I don't know how true it was, but... I was talking to a theologist and he was telling me that these like opus day groups that are still leading the country they find these uh liberation theologists and they just send them like to the amazon Whoa. like just go over there and you know, like go and preach and they separate them so wow. they cannot um constitute like a more
1: like a bigger majority yeah. or a movement or something yeah there
0: are some groups of women in Mexico and I think they have like a network in whole Latin America of Christian women for pro-choice or something like that wow. and they're super feminist mm. and still in Catholicism and it's super interesting that, yeah. that movement that, and this guy I yeah. talked to he he didn't really know about feminism but he was talking or like he was describing me capitalism like Marx theory and wow. trying to explain me the oppression towards women <laughs> wow. from capitalist terms and
1: cool and but even, that was in Ecuador but he's yeah. Mexican okay. no he's Ecuadorian oh, he's Ecuadorian yeah
0: but he's like a super intelligent person. Some things I didn't even understood what he was saying. Wow. But I found super interesting that without knowing about feminism, he knew the whole theory. He knew...
1: Like was maybe actually feminist without saying... Without knowing. Yeah. It. yeah. Or, yeah.
0: yeah. He knows a lot, a lot of stuff. And he's involved in the church. Knows all the gossip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's so interesting. So the in Ecuador right now... Mm-hmm. Is the church still quite strong there? It is.
0: It's super... We we're supposed to be a secular state, mm-hmm. but the church has so much power, especially in this um, terms of sexual and reproductive rights. Okay. Like There's a huge wave in all Latin America of conservative groups. They are like uh, pro-life groups, and they are formed by academics and... Mm-hmm not only people from the church but you okay. know people who are like uh, lawyers and blah blah yeah. and they are uh, super against and they have the power to be against for example we've been dealing with being debating or legalizing abortion mm-hmm. and they always find a way to stop it and i think it all goes back to this moralism like yeah gender ideology because the color ideology wants to make all of our children gay and we cannot let that happen <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I love these views when people are like okay but imagine if we were all gay then the world would end and you're like well first of all we also have overpopulation issues so perhaps that could be a, a good, good thing if we all just lean a little bit more on.
0: <laughs> yeah and I, I was talking for for my research with uh, one of the leaders of uh, one of those groups uh, which is called don't mess with my children
1: whoa something like that sorry and that's Against people who are pro-LGBTQ. Yeah,
0: they're against abortion, (gasps) against the LGBT agenda, against
1: uh, contraceptives,
0: contraceptives, everything. And talking about values and the family is such a pure thing that we Mm. have to treasure Mm. without acknowledging that rape happens within family, and mm. that's like the, the biggest hmm. problem in Ecuador. You hmm. have 12-year-olds f- year, year uh, pregnant wow. from yeah. their father, from their brother. Wow. It's a huge problem, and right. these people are like, no, we have to protect the family.
1: A certain notion of family. It, yeah. Exactly, in which
0: definition. is denying we have so many types of family. Yeah, It's, it's just super frustrating. That's a, a topic that I find super interesting, is sexuality and motherhood. Like if we only see sexuality connected to motherhood, we have a huge problem because we have mothers who don't want to be like forced mothers, right? And undesired or un- unwanted children. Yeah. That's something I worked in my master's thesis of we have a state that's forcing our women to become mothers. Hmm. From all the mothers that I talked, I don't know, 4 out of 5, they didn't want to be mothers. Wow. Because first, you don't have access mm. to uh, abortion, and then on the second time, it's like, motherhood is such a sacred thing, it's a yeah, gift, yeah. it's the most precious thing you could have ever think wow. of. Well, it's very questionable if you've reached a certain age and you're not a mother yet. Like, for example, me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm married, I'm um, 30, why don't you have children and when are you going to have children
1: yeah yeah yeah. it's a matter of time yeah coming. when you were younger did you think about that for me it's, it all goes to this being a good girl yeah and
0: being a good girl means like having a certain image like mm. maybe it sounds harsh but like you don't whore around yeah and that's something that would be like yeah. translated don't from, sleep from around Spanish. Kind of. oh, okay yeah. yeah like uh people don't see you as a whore. As long as people don't see you as a whore, then you're fine. Which means that you don't party that much, Mm -hmm. you don't date around. You do these steps, you know, you study, Mm -hmm. you're a good student, then maybe you go abroad and you have these new experiences, then you come back and you're married. Like, I knew that was going to happen. Like, I didn't even criticize that. I just knew that it was just meant to be. It's just going to happen. I just have to wait for it. But... I don't know what made me change. I think maybe traveling was what made me open my mind. I think in a way, I don't want to be anything like that, Mm -hmm. ever. I want to be the whole opposite. I want to be open. I want to try anything. I want to do anything and everything. As long as there's um, respect for whoever is around, as long nobody gets hurt. Yeah. And everyone is happy with it. I'm on. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Open to it. Yeah. yeah. Because... So interesting. Do you know when you study uh, chemistry? You see, oh, the whole world is chemistry. Mm. When you study math, the whole Yeah, world yeah, 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 yeah. And when I started studying gender, it was like, the whole thing, the whole life is yeah. gender. And in a way, actually come into the world, like the mm. whole existence of yourself... Starts with sex, right? Yeah, and for me that is so fundamental for, for like, yes. life and Everything and it also can be very philosophical and also very basic very like just biological and homeless. but um, If we are here, we are not everyone, but we are sexual beings mm-hmm. and Our bodies feel pleasure. Yeah, then why not? Yes? <laughs> We might think that these topics are super unrelated, Mm. but they do. They mold how states are being built and directed in the process of policymaking, and how that is impacts like one individual, and then many in many different ways at the same time. So it is super important. At the same time, I think I wish I had someone to tell me more about sexuality when I was growing up. Yeah. Because when I was a teenager or a child, it was all like mystery and uh, fear. That's what I got from all my classes. Fear. Because sexuality means unwanted pregnancy or an STD.
1: Hmm.
0: That's it. In any class or in any conversation, because I didn't... Didn't have any of these conversations with my friends, with my closest friends. There was not this openness. I think maybe now that we're 30, but back then it was taboo. And we were all feeling the same thing. And it's super weird that sexuality is being connected
1: to fear. I was super afraid. The first person that you told about like (laughs) some sort of self-pleasure was a priest priest. (laughs) But it's... I'm fair, in, yes. in
0: a way, I really regret not being this open, of course I couldn't, when I was a teenager. I wish I didn't care about mm. what people think of me, but of course that's a process. You know, mm-hmm. this social um, pressure, like in the religious area, I was out of it, but in the way I behaved myself. And if we connected to sexuality, and discovering yourself, and dating, yeah, it was still very there. Because I was always feeling, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. This is not good. What are my parents going to think of me? Always having these thoughts in the back of my mind. If mm. I'm like dating the guilt someone, shame I'm guilt, thing. exactly.
1: Yeah. And oh, that's super unfair. Yeah. Do you remember at what point Or what period you started to, like, no longer feel the guilt or shame with those things? Like, with Mm, those... It's
0: not that far away. Like, I would say, well, I'm 30 now. Maybe, not even in my early 20s. Maybe in my mid-20s. It's been a process. Like, it was not easy to get rid of all that. Those voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Can you think of what helped you during, like,
0: Mm, get over that? I think maybe living abroad and Being with someone that's not from my country because thinking that you are allowed to feel pleasure is not easy Mm. and Then someone tells (laughs) you or someone shows you. Yeah, you can it's okay. Yeah, (laughs) it's like someone opens the door and you're like,
1: really? Yeah,
0: and you go very slowly and then I think Owning it, saying, "Yeah, I can," and fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But to get there, I remember some sometimes thinking, "Am I a whore?" Hmm. And then I was like, "What if, like, if this makes me a whore, then I am." Hmm. And fuck everyone. Yeah. And there's actually this reappropriation of the word "whore." In Spanish, uh, mm-hmm. puta, in, in the activism, for example, mm-hmm. yeah, call me that. Yeah, and I am. And yeah, I'm, like there's nothing uh, wrong with it, and I would like to encourage everyone mm-hmm. you know what, just discover. Yeah, and you have to learn how your body works, and that's the only way. It, it scares me with like also the. the Violence that's been going on and it's increasing, it scares me. I'm still scared for my life, yeah, like being a woman, yeah. how risky it is. But I, it's not that I want to have children, I, I think I might not have. So, if I have, which would be yeah. already a huge thing, if yeah. I have, and if I ever have a daughter, I would really have this dream mm-hmm. of her. To really enjoy, to discover and explore. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and not have shame, not guilt, because we are humans, we have bodies, and this is like our very first territory. Yeah. The very first place we inhabit, it's our body. Mm -hmm. And if we're not sure within it, if we're not safe in it, then it's. in, In a way, for me, I, I don't think I'm a spiritual person. Maybe that's something I have to figure it out mm-hmm. in life. Uh, but I'm not a spiritual and I'm not uh, religious. But I think even sexuality could be something spiritual in a way. It's a it's a connection of individuals. It's, it's not just physical. It's also something very deep emotionally yeah. and psychologically. So... You can also see it that way. You don't have to be religious to have spiritual experiences.
1: Yes. In a way. It's connection, you it's know. And that can be spiritual with
0: another human being. Isn't that
1: amazing?
0: Like yeah. if this whole life is I've I've been watching this documentary on Netflix, mm. um, Planet something. Mm. So how everything is so perfect and everything works together and if something fails then the whole system fails. So okay, we are this perfect system of small things that connect and mm-hmm. make life. If everything works so so perfectly, if you see it like very scientific steps and steps, what about these connections? Like these yeah. connections between individuals, between people
1: mm-hmm.
0: are what make life beautiful.
1: And special.
0: And special, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So many things have been through so billions and billions of years for you not to enjoy what yeah. you feel.
1: Yeah, for women to be told that they shouldn't experience pleasure, for men also to be told that they shouldn't experience pleasure, hmm. physically and emotionally, is a damage to their life, hmm. their whole yeah. life, how they can experience yeah. human interactions. Yeah. I,
0: think. I, I find it like interesting how sex can be something so beautiful, mm-hmm. But at the same time, for me, rape or any sort of mm-hmm. violence against someone, that could also be so traumatic. yeah, that could also be so damaging to someone's uh, not only physically but your your soul, your whole life can be ruined by such an act. this whole this this extremes for me are like super interesting. It's just yeah. why should we go to this dark area where we have so many? Things to explore, yeah within your own self, with yeah. a partner or some, someone else, like
1: it can be so beautiful.
0: It could be. yeah, yeah.
1: And, it, and in a lot of ways, at least from what I've seen and experienced, either in my own life or the circles that I've been in and research I've done, whatever, like that by trying to stop and repress the beautiful things, that's what brings out the mm-hmm. ugly. Or trying to control the beauty, right? Saying it can only happen within a marriage Mm. context. Mm. Really causes, statistically causes, Mm. repression. Which causes Mm. a lot of messed up stuff to happen and trauma. What is the fear around us experiencing pleasure? Yeah. Uh, What is that fear? I think... Freedom? (laughs)
0: Exactly. I was going to say control. Mm. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it's... uh, in the end, if we look at the world in a feminist perspective, everything, not everything, but most like, patriarchal systems are about controlling people's bodies and minds. So yeah. as long as women don't feel uh, pleasure, they are controlled because motherhood, because moralisms, yeah. you have them in a cage. Yeah. If we start feeling, if we start having this freedom they start losing their their power and their control and that's the fear yeah yeah and and that's also fucked up it's really fucked because up because we can interact with another without having this uh, whole control and power within each other like yeah that ruins the whole thing i know
1: I'm just going to pause here to let you know that Body & Wine Podcast encourages guests to freely discuss their experiences, ideas, and opinions. These beliefs and stories are representative of the individuals that share them. Amongst laughs and bits of wisdom, these conversations can include varying challenges related to belief and sexuality. Please use your discretion as you listen, and as always, take care of yourself. Okay, let's get back to it couple of questions. On the one hand, had anything that you learned when you were growing up that you wish you didn't and would want people to know otherwise at this point? Then also, if there was something that you did learn that has been so valuable to Mm -hmm. you that you want people to know?
0: I guess not to be afraid of yourself. Because I, I wish I didn't learn to be afraid of my own body telling me how to be afraid about, like, if you drink, you lose your control inhibitions ah, yeah. and control, of course. yeah So letting go of that control,
1: mm. that's, that's like the, 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 bad the thing. worst thing. Right. Because of the things that could happen. yeah, yeah.
0: And I think exactly the, the contrary, because having control is so uh, stressful, mm-hmm. and I think everyone, in a way, is always trying to have control. And... Every once in a while, I think it's good to say, just yeah, let it go. Let it go and see what happens. Yeah. Just letting go a little bit, feel to see, to um, explore. the mm. Letting go of control every once in a while, I think that's... A very important thing yeah that's the only way that you can get to know to yourself and of course every time always in consent it's also super weird that we make everything sexual yes which it doesn't have to be no but oh my god just yes. dancing going yeah. to the pool yeah and be sexual yeah
1: <laughs> touching in general like, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah yeah but
0: i was and i was always afraid of what are people going to think of me mm. that's like maybe my biggest regret i think That's the point where I feel the most happy or connected with my body when I'm dancing. And I don't give a fuck of what people think. And you're just enjoying. Yeah. And you move however you want. Yeah. I think that's the best. (laughs) I
1: totally agree. It's such a freeing thing to be able to like learn how to be in your body and enjoy it.
0: Yeah. My mom would freak out if she knew what a festival is. And I remember my first experience in a festival, like very uptight. Like, oh no, like what are people doing here? Like, mm, this is not right. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: this why is that man movie? wearing a tutu? Yeah. 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 <laughs> why
0: lie. are they having such a good time?
1: <laughs> it's too much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Frick. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, it's this letting go from from your very own um, uptightness, your own yeah. look. It's also important to acknowledge that we, we are also talking from, from yeah. a privileged position. Mm-hmm. We, being in this exact geographical place, we still have the freedom of moving. And not only here, but also if I think about rural communities in ecuador Mm. which has nothing to do with it's not comparable to the situation here we have to also see that we have this privilege of being able to move and go wherever we want i don't know a queer person who lives in a rural area in Palestine. Mm -hmm. so there are so many different levels yes and yeah just maybe acknowledging Mm. But I think, and for example, sometimes I think about my mother. She's super against anything fun. She's against alcohol. She's against cigarettes. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder, what if she had the chance just to let go and experience? And I, I really admire people who go like, damn, like, this is me. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's
0: something I really admire. I can wear this. Yeah.
1: yeah. My own body. Yeah. I can wear my own body.
0: How it, It's so simple, but how is it so hard? yeah honestly. thank you so
1: much thank you so much it's, it's been, been a lot l- of fun yeah
0: <laughs> I'm so good yeah
1: yeah thank you so much yeah, for meeting this has been awesome it was a lot of fun yeah <laughs>
0: thank you yeah, yeah, and nice. we
1: finished the bottle
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> check and check
1: yes and without a cork in it I'm really glad that cork <laughs> that, was,
0: me. that was really scary
1: that like, was oh. really scary I have drank drinking. wine before with pork in it. It's just not as nice. Yeah, you it's just nice. take it out of <laughs> your <have to> <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> And that's all for today. Thank you so much, folks, as always, for listening and sharing and partaking in these often taboo but important conversations. Thank you so much again to Sylvie. And for all who are interested, Body and Wine Podcast has an Instagram page at Body and Wine Podcast. You can check it out for all things uh, related to the podcast. All right. Have a great day.